podcast listeners. If you hear my voice right now, I need you to do something for me. I want you to take out your phone or on your computer, go to Apple Podcasts, search for Ask Your Old Head Podcast. You'll see my, my logo, my little picture, my little image there. Find the show. Please rate and write a review. It's a small thing, but it helps others find this work and find what I'm doing here. And it really, really matters, uh, as small as that may seem. So if you could please do that uh, before we get into the show, I much appreciate it. Thank you for listening. Let's get into it. Peace. Peace. I'm Majestic. My brother, Justice Raji. Man, so... um. Well, my, my voice is almost back to normal, but still a little little raspy. And, um, you know, unfortunately, you know, a topic that we've had to discuss in, in this forum um, and unfortunately we'll more than likely continue to have to discuss, um, you know, a, a, a young man by the name of Tyree Nichols was brutally murdered uh, by five Memphis police officers uh, who... You know, also we're African American. I think it's an important footnote just because the nature of um, our our conversation about this is sometimes it's 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 about race, but it's about race and power in a way that can obscure, um, you know, even what I think we've said in this space before is that it's not just um, police violence, and as it pertains to the in the um, inordinate nature that black folks um, and black men particularly could, you know, realistically expect to find themselves on the wrong side of a um, supposed action to either protect the public safety or to resolve some crime or to investigate something or not be complying and find themselves savagely beaten um, and, you know, hopefully survive. But in this case, um, this young man, did not he um succumbed to his wounds three days later. Um and it leaves the back to the thing in the moment of why, right? Like why was this, you know, even necessary? Um it's, you know, and all other things. Um so unfortunately that's where we need to start today because i think it is it is still i think every time it happens if we have the space to say something we should still make space to um to say something and even to the degree of our own capacity to maintain our humanity in terms of grieving uh, you know i didn't know that that that, that man personally in any way but you know he could have been somebody I knew, <laughs> um, you know, he could have been someone that I knew that I know knew. Uh, so. Yeah. So, you know, I, I hope that that's that's where I wanted to start. And then I, I, I give space to you to, to say a word or two. Anyway, we'll add on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, you know. We talk about variations of these things so much. Right. Like the fact that we constantly kind of return to some element of this when we talk about police violence um, against residents. I mean, and I think it's important for us to think about that, you know, we often look at other countries and talk about the atrocities that are happening and we talk about the human rights violations that happen, right? 
Um, we talk about, you know, human rights violations that, you know, are happening in Iran. Um, some of them that happen in in Russia, right? We talk about the human rights violations that happens in, in parts, in the countries all across the world. What we see is a human rights violation. We are seeing someone's human rights violated by people, by actors who are representatives of the state. And we shouldn't minimize what that means. We can become so used to this, we don't remember that these people are state representatives. And a person whose crime may have been driving erratically on the side of on the wrong side of the highway didn't end up didn't get home that night. And I think it's important for us just to, to deal with like, are we okay with the fact that you could make a mistake and drive erratically and that could be a reason that you die by the hands of actors of the state? Mm-hmm. Right? Not another person, and we can get to that in a second, but not that. By people who are supposed to quote unquote serve and protect. And I think we have to we have to rip the wound off and recognize that we have human rights violations that are repeatedly happening by actors of the state uh, uh, with all Americans, actually, but specifically. With one particular group of people, one particular segment of people. Black men. And obviously. And since the murder of George Floyd, we, we look at the, the, the confluence of race and policing and, and, and white supremacy. And I just want to say that this is when you see white supremacy and power manifest itself through other actors. Mm-hmm. Everybody hates black people, even some black people. Mm-hmm. When you have a system that robs you of your humanity so you rob someone of their life because they ran from you. I want to say it in this way, in the traditional kind of black way. Who the fuck are you to rob someone of their lives because they actually got away from you? Mm-hmm. Like, let's posit what occurred just like that. You killed a man because he got away from you when you tased him. So, yeah, I I just think this one was actually really challenging for me. I mean, we've seen, listen, Boys in the Hood in 1990 showed a black man taking advantage of his role as an actor of the state to harm other black people. Right. Mm-hmm. That was 32 years ago on film. Mm-hmm. So we don't have any confusion about this. Right. So it, it's culture. It's not, as we would say, wisdom. It's culture. Mm-hmm. This is a culture that it doesn't matter your race. You can still act in a way that's harmful to black people. Yeah. So, you know, I yeah, I just want us to, to 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 step back and acknowledge that these are human rights violations that are perpetually and I can use that term, actually perpetually happening to a particular group of people. And in any other world, 
the world court or someone should investigate why a particular group of people are being harmed by actors of the state at this clip. Mm-hmm. It it you know um it reminds me that when something is systemic and structural in nature and exists within um one a, a what's been embedded in process, right? Um that it is a reasonable process to stop people, right? Again. Um, people who may have been driving erratically or taillight or whatever thing, and then go on an expedition within that stop to find something out that may be illegal or may not. We don't know. But the idea that it is a reasonable possible outcome that first that you would need to use violence, you know, to to do to to make them comply, you know, with your with your thing you're doing. Um, and then that a reasonable outcome of that is that, you know, I mean, if, and for everyone should know, the, the challenge with violence is that you can't necessarily control how the end will come. You know, once you get into, you know, as, as a regular, you know, day to day person, if you get into it with somebody at the Walmart because you, you know, bump their cart accidentally or, you know, something and y'all start to, to tussle. It someone could end up with a serious grave injury or not return home due to that. And anyone who would, you know, participate in violence, you know, sometimes we, we can escape our, um, our sense of the possible outcomes, but everyone should know. And someone, and if anyone ever is trained in any serious level of martial arts, you know that. Yeah. Any, any particular altercation could actually end in you or the person you have an altercation with not making it. And therefore let's be wise is it is the altercation worth whatever the infraction was so to speak so we have a system that trains people we come up with the name of these special units you know and and you know I, i'm almost positive they started with scorpion and then worked their way backwards you know what i'm saying they didn't say we got to we got to abuse all these words in the work that we're doing and then it's like scorpion I'm sure they started with Scorpion and then said, how can we make an acronym out of this? Because we want to be a predator with a stinger to let let the criminals know we're serious. Right. Like this happens and no one bats an eye. Right. Now, I know that some people, they you know, they may feel like it, it's like, you know, it's like t- the, the, it's like on TV when you see, a you know, the mod squad or, the uh, you know, whatever. We got 50, 60 years of TV cops. Um, you know, where some, you know, kind of unit and the bad guys. And and so you send this these people out on a mission that is is saying that some of the that you can assume that people that you stop are dangerous and should be treated with the highest level of, you know, uh of uh you know prejudice, so to speak. And it, so so color me not surprised, right? Like if you think you it's okay to beat someone to comply then you don't know where to live. You don't know when to stop. Um, the idea that even with, with this one, <laughs> that that other officers thought this was too far. I don't know. It, it all is heartbreaking to me. Um, because like I, I, I would find it hard to believe 
that that assortment of officers and other officers related to that and just officers in general in that area had not beat people before. That may have been considered justified, you know, for whatever reasons or under the court or but I'm all, like, you don't do what they did. And, and, and it's the first time you put your hands on somebody like that, that you tase someone multiple times like that. And I don't know of any, I, I doubt, I don't have trust, I should say. I, I'm going to speak from where I, where I, where my pain is at. I don't have trust that most folks within that system, folks who are not attached to that system will not, will understand why. Like, well, you live in this state. Why are you concerned what happened in Memphis? I'm like, because, well, how do I know the officers where I live don't think the same thing? Like, I have reasonable, I have good reason to be fearful, to be worried. I have good reason to be concerned that my son driving on his own, doing the work that he's doing, might drive into a town where someone assumes something about him. And he might be in, you know, he might be in a stressed state and have other stuff on his mind, make a bad choice in terms of his communication. It's not a reasonable outcome that he would not return home. And I just think. I think it's important that other folks tap into that sense of humanity that like ultimately all this happened. This man lost his life. His son will not have his father, his his mother and his parents and anyone else that knew and loved him will not get to see him again for no publicly good reason. And the state is a responsible actor in his death. And and that's why I wanted to say that earlier, that when people and I, this could be a social worker, this is an officer, this is a variety of things. You take the responsibility of representing the state when you take a job. And no one likes to think this. But there's, you know, well, there was, I would argue, traditionally was a contract that assumed that you would have the highest element of, like, humanity, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, We've talked about the the fact that until a certain point, there was this compact with teachers and uh, law enforcement officers Mm -hmm. that everyone assumed that, like, the reason you were given a whole bunch of leeway and paid really well was because you were doing God's work and, you know, you, you, and, and like you were going to hold yourself with the highest standard. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, your point about, again, in the loops with mine to add on, there are groups of people who have these fears. There are other people who don't have the fear. Mm-hmm. Right. Like you, they don't have the fear that your child may not return home. And I want to tie it to something else. In segments of our community, and I think and sometimes there are really good reasons, just depending on what level of fear people are living under. We talk about self-hate and we talk about self-hate often like in the black community um, Mm -hmm. that we know kind of shows itself via uh, intra, you know, intra-community crime. Right. And, you know, People who, for reasons that, you know, we may not agree with, understand, seem antisocial, are harming each other at, a, again, an alarming rate. Um, and we talk about the self-hate, right? And we talk about the reason the reason that these people need to rid themselves of self-hate and, you know, PTSD and the jour segregation and all the things we talk about, right? And, and that's the thing. We need to look at these five Black men 
as exhibiting the same degree of self hate. Mm-hmm. They can't get a pass because they went to college. They can't get a pass because they were part of a fraternity. They can't get a pass because like they got riled up and made a mistake. You don't make that kind of mistake, just like there are other things we look at and say, how could you shoot into that house? How could you not know who was in the house and shoot in the house, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's that, that's fair. But you as a state actor dealing with someone who looks like you with that level of like that less that that lack of mercy right let's be clear you were a ticking time bomb mm-hmm. in the same manner that we talk about other people who commit crimes mm-hmm. and they need to be put on the same level ain't no separation we're not doing that because because they had jobs and went to college man and, and that's a class thing in our community and that's yeah. why i said absolutely e- absolutely even yeah. other black people hate black people because here's the reality if five, if five of them ran into four dudes in suits or five of them ran into, frankly, five and ran into some street dudes that had another kind of context, <laughs> that very well may or may not happen. So there's a class perspective to what occurred as well that we have to constantly be engaging in. It's one of the things that you have to make, you know, race obviously is the one filament that runs through American systems in its most profound state. However, you know, class, self-hate, white supremacy influence even how race intertwines both, again, in community violence and at the same time in state-sponsored violence as you try, if we suppose you were trying to make a community safer by beating the shit out of somebody because they didn't roll over on their stomach. It, you know, the, so like, number, I'm going to attempt to frame something because I think like we have a clear picture, like me, I'm saying we as in me, me and you, <laughs> us two, <laughs> of when we think of the concept of self-hate, right? Like what that, what those um, <clears throat> symptoms look like in practice, right? Um, whether it be the the you always got something negative to say about either yourself or bl- folks like you in some aggregate sense. So like if we if something happens, you you know, well, I'll just use one example because he's I, I actually I actually wonder how damaged this man is. But the uh, Jace, I'm going to say his name just because y'all should know he's a sucker. <laughs> Pardon me. But body don't even like they gotta say this man name. Jason Whitlock to find a clip of this man asserting the idea that the violence portrayed in in and I and for the record, I, I'm not watching the video. I I I trust what y'all told me is happening, is happening. I don't need to see that. I don't need to see any more of these if I don't have to see them. But to go on someone's television program and assert that all of the black men involved were behaving the way they behaved because you think they were raised by single black women. And to just go outside and say that, right? That's that's a clear symptom that something is unhealthy and rotten inside of you, right? Now that's a way, that's a big out here one. Um, you, you display a, 
a disdain or an avoidance of being with and around either, um, you know, black folks in an aggregate. This is again, this is me thinking of self-hate from as a black man that's you know thinking about me, not other people. And it's their forms of self-hate. Um you you maybe avoid very specific, you know, you know, maybe the only context you hang out with black folks is your like black church folks or other religious spiritual space or your professional space, black folks, because again, that class line, right? Where you go like, oh well, they're professionals though. They went to college, you know, they, they got degrees and stuff. They're not like those other ones. Um, or whatever the whatever the line of demarcation. Um, I think in other communities, as an external observer, you know, it shows up in different ways, right? Where maybe you don't um you have a family member who, who who's maybe a little bit more forward in their um, uh, display or sharing of racism, you know, or racist tropes um, in terms of, you know, and so then you don't want to hang out with that family member, but you still hang out with them, but you try not to hang out with them because they're going to say something. And, but you don't really, you know, maybe have the, 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 the language to challenge them. So you just sort of try to like avoid them or, you know, the, you know, self-deprecation, which is a, um, a, a prominent feature of, uh, you know, the uh, American comedy, you know, uh, particularly at least for a time of white comics of sort of going like, yeah, like, you know, I'm a terrible person. Like, you know, and, and it's kind of you exist in a society that gives you all the that has all these privileges and advantages, but you can only focus on what you don't have, <laughs> which is, you know, a weird thing to watch sometimes like. You seem to be doing okay. You have a whole comedy routine about how terrible you are, but you're on TV every day and you make millions of dollars. Maybe not millions, but you know, in the thousands, right? Like these sort of aspects of um, a lack of care or love for yourself. So I'm, I'm hoping other folks to push them that maybe not in our community, because like I said, we have a very structured idea that we've had, we have to deal with as a factor of becoming healthy within a society that you know, constantly messages to us negatively. Um, where other people I think they may not recognize their 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 their, their structures of self-hate, you know what I'm saying? But they may pawn them off to other parts of, of the of the sense of, of of who they are and go like, oh no, 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 that's not self-hate. That's just being sad or that's just being depressed. It's like, no, you don't actually love yourself. You you you've ingested some negative things about yourself that maybe are not actually founded. Um but the point I was trying to get to with that was when you mix um, almost a sense that you can conquer the, you can better the hate that you may have for yourself or the lack of love, maybe, maybe even a better way to say that you can use your power and position to prove to yourself your higher level of worthiness, that you can use your removing compassion and human you know, respect for humanity from the other to show and prove your value and worth, right? And you can be rewarded, um, you know, for your, um, you know, virulent, deplorable, um, just disgusting level of, of um, viciousness, you know, and fresh off of uh, a trip to, um, you know, the Whitney Plantation and a couple other things at the top of this year. So it was present in my mind like, you know, besides I've, I've been doing some writing and working around this, like the the way violence shows up in our society and how violent a society we have a history of having, but how we obscure it. And, um, you know, and when the, this this event is just a tragic um, 
and but unfortunately predictable um occurrence and I, I i i my my wish my will would be for folks to move to be moved to ask harder deeper questions about what we're trying to do here <laughs> um and in and in all things you know show compassion to that to to Tyree Nichols family um and 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 make space for them to 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 hopefully get what they need to uh, move forward in the world so that's yeah I don't know that's all I that's probably where I should start yeah uh and I um so I want to say something it's it's not, it's not nowhere as deep as that <laughs> indeed <laughs> I want to say something to the world of folks on social media say listen If you don't want to watch the video, like you said, you didn't watch the video, and I didn't watch the video, right? But outside of a very small clip, just because it, it doesn't, I don't have to watch it to see how savage it was to mm-hmm. frame that he's dead, frankly, right? Like, if I, I might, if I, I might have watched it if he alive, but I'm not watching it. He's gone. Doesn't matter how bad it was. If you're not going to watch it, don't watch it. If you're not going to watch it, and you want to share with people not to watch it, that's fine. But I think a more long-term solution is to work with people to, to, to discuss humanity so that you don't have to shame people into not watching it when the thing happens. Yeah. By then saying, Oh shit, you know, I ain't watching it. You better not neither. That, I mean, obviously all the, all the research is in about PTSD repeated watching. So, I mean, all the science, like we don't debate that, but if you try to solve a cultural problem at the point of entry every time, never be surprised that you continue to have a cultural problem. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because you're always solving it at the point of entry. Yeah. You always say, don't go in and act like that. <laughs> well, you should have said that shit before we got here. <laughs> right? Like, you know, as a mom, black mom, so particularly, don't you go in black aunt, don't you go in and act like that. Right, Wait, you know, just got to the door. You should have told me that before I left the house. I'm like, not a cave. Right. I'm not even prepared. I like I could have came up with some some strategies to not act a fool, but you know. You asked me to hold it in right now. And I might have oh, about to have fun of the air, about to grab toys and shit. You better have been grabbing nothing and put it in the cave, put it in the shop. In the cart, right. Don't put nothing in this cart. So it, but it is it is the like like it's the big version of the point of of trying to resolve cultural trauma at the point of entry yeah right like we need to work with each other broadly right how do we have more of a as we would look at it civilized discourse about a whole host of things that maybe you shouldn't watch Mm -hmm. so that when uh, things occur everyone that you know goes i'm not watching it and they want to tell nobody because guess what they're not watching it yeah Right. It's it's it, you know, it's kind of like the whole like boycott versus like, trust me, there are some communities. If something happens and they're harmed, they're going to take action. They're not going to tell you they took action. Right. They're just but, but action will be taken. Yeah. And something, you know, the way. Yeah. And so we just I think, you know, it's important to 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 let people know and lead and say, hey, I'm not going to watch it. But I think it's also better to make sure we have a broader discourse that advocates that. So, um you know that that that's my that's the thing about that as a transition. Yeah, yeah. Well, looking at the time, I think it might be best we just 
Um, yeah, yeah, I think next week the idea to, to, to talk about the other thing, um, because I do think there's also like there's a culture around how these things occur now. The culture has shifted recently, obviously. I think if you if you were to look at over the last like five to ten years um, of people who have been murdered by actors of the state, I don't want to keep saying it like that the perspective of someone being right or wrong has shifted greatly. The ecosystem of it has shifted greatly. And I think the people who respond to it have shifted, has shifted as well. So, I mean, next time we'll, we'll kind of tap into that. Um, But like in any ecosystem, the question always must be asked, who is it working for? And who is it working against? Yeah. And not to assume that a system that worked for someone yesterday, frankly, actually works for them today. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But um, real, on a light tip, yeah. who, you, who you got in the games today? I think, um, I actually, I actually think I'm going, I think the one seeds are both going to win. I think I okay. actually, I actually, and I might be wrong. I, I think there's a, there's a chance that the Eagles blow the, like like slowly blow the 49ers doors off. Like it's sort of close. And then late at the end of the game, like, oh no, the Eagles, 31, 49ers, 17. Or like, you know what I'm saying? Or like yeah. 13. Like, you know what I'm saying? Just because I, I feel I mean, I'm a Giants fan. I knew we was going I was pretty confident we was gonna get our doors blown off. I was like, you know, maybe we'll hang in there a little bit. We'll get some points. Like, but I knew our defense wasn't gonna be able to stop what the Eagles is doing on their side of the ball, on the offense side. So I was like, maybe we could at least scrap out some, you know, some scores. Um, I, I just, I think that folks actually are underestimating how good the Eagles are. And as you know, I don't want to, I don't want to talk nice about the Eagles. You know I mean, I'm just keeping <laughs> real, but uh, you know, as a, as a, as a man who respects your adversary, you know what I'm saying? You go, Hey man, look, y'all been the best run organization, one of the best run organizations in the NFL since uh, uh Lori took over or whatever, when they bought them when yeah. 99 or whatever. Absolutely. And, 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 you know, like from a, the product on the field level, um, for sure. Like they've, they've, they only got the one Super Bowl to show for that time, which I mean, actually is not unheard of. It's, it's like, I think it's more than half a league has never won a Super Bowl. Actually way more than half. It's like a third of the league has never won a Super Bowl. But the, you know, so I've watched them even years when it's like, man, they ain't that good. But actually, man, they got that guy's good. That player's good. Man, they seem they're pretty damn competitive for a team that ain't as good, maybe as you know, you know, fill in the blank other team. So that uh, you know, credit to Kyle Shanahan and his capacity to structure a situation where a dude who I don't think you know, you know, maybe he really is like this gem that everyone missed, and you know, he should have been drafted earlier. You know, great run. I'm happy for them, but I think that the Eagles are going to win. And you know, Mahomes is been a five straight AFC Championship games, and everyone keeps trying to convince us that like somehow he's losing it. You know what I'm saying? And he's been five straight. Like so, since he started starting, no one else. Some everybody got to play him just about in the last game to get to the Super Bowl. Play his team. You know. That wow. don't that don't no that doesn't normally happen. That doesn't happen in NFL history. Like the, the like I said, the Eagles 
oddly enough, in that run in the early part of the 2000s when they went, I think, with four straight, they yeah. only got through one. You know, that's an achievement. That doesn't happen all the time. Like, that doesn't, like, you know, I mean, outside of that. Like, you know what it is? I think we've gotten numbed. I mean, obviously, this is a way goofier way to talk about numbness, but <laughs> I think we've all gotten the, the Tom Brady effect numbed us all to like the fact that some of this shit doesn't really happen. Like Tom Brady and LeBron started making us real comfortable with the fact that like there's people who are going to kind of repeat behaviors that generally speaking are not repeatable. Yeah. And so we obscure when other people do it now. Because now it's almost like, okay, well that's cool, Mahomes, but you didn't win seven, you didn't win six rings. Yeah, you only you see what I'm saying? Like right. versus, like, wait, that's that's not Tom Brady doing that. Is that's like that's almost like telling someone just because they score seventy didn't matter because Will had a hundred. Like, yeah, it's yeah, it's like yeah. we have to we have to kind of appreciate the talent for what it is. I mean, so in the AFC because I live in a, a AFC town. <laughs> um, <laughs> You know, Mahomes being healthy. If if Mahomes is sixty to seventy percent, I'm with the yeah. Chiefs. Mm. Um, we'll never know how impactful Joe Burrow may be. I mean, I think Joe Burrow also kind of suffers from the fact that he's playing in a conference with. Mahomes, <laughs> Josh Allen, uh, maybe Lamar Jackson. Um, but the kid don't have no fear. Yeah. And, and I dig the guy. I, you know, just for the record. Yeah, he's, de- mean, he's, I- definitely, he, he's definitely the, 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 the white kid that uh, knew how to do the dance early. <laughs> he, uh, you know, he watched John Beatty how to get that good shape up. Um, but you know, so yeah, I mean, I generally don't want to, I don't bet, bet against Mahomes, um, but I don't know if he's, again, I'm not, no one's 100%. That's the other thing about playoffs, right? Everyone's like, if someone hurt, everyone's hurt. Yeah. <laughs> it's a barbaric sport. I want everyone to know. It's a barbaric sport where people. <laughs> yeah, people other. get hurt and then they like, they, they like wrap tape around something and go, don't be, I'm going to still play. Like, it's fine. Like, you know, break bones and, and keep playing. If you can. Yeah, like everyone's hurt. Um, but yeah, I take Mahomes. And then I, I, I take the Eagles only because I think that the 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 system, the system is that good, and I think the 49ers can beat almost everybody else because of they just have an awesome defense and a serviceable offense, right? Like it's plug and play. It's kind of like we clearly see it doesn't really matter who you are. You can play quarterback for the <laughs> San Francisco 49ers football team. Yeah. And be reasonably good. Yeah. You know, my only my only reservation would be for the Eagles if the Eagles, you know, if they have um, in in uh, if they turn the ball over multiple times would be the gateway for the 49ers to win. I just don't buy that uh they will uh yeah, that 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 I don't buy that the 49ers offense, despite how talented. Yeah, you know, and they have some significantly fantastic skilled players. 
you know, I think even if you watch the game last week with the Cowboys, those short fields that those turnovers produced allowed for the point. They only scored 19 points. And that's the best defense the 49ers have played in like a while. <laughs> like they hadn't, they hadn't played a a, a, a a murderer's row of of defensive talent. Right. Most of the season. You know? Now I know I also just, you know, push away from there's a thing, you know, you hang out with people that love football, they'll go, but your team hasn't played anybody. Like that's every, but the reality is they all played NFL teams. These are the only ones that are available. You can't, you, you know, it's not like, you know, oh, well, you know, you, you you didn't play them, but they're not really good. It's like, no, you, you played, you know, you played NFL teams. Those are all NFL athletes out there. They all like lift weights and do pushups and stuff and like run, do things. And they put heart monitors on them and they check their, their speed levels and, you know what I'm saying? Like, those are all folks that could make it into a very small pool of athletic performance. So, no, they weren't the best teams, but that's, you know, that's another part of the the, the trick of the product is, you know, some of these teams are never going to win. And, you know, you got to keep paying for it. You know, I mean, at least some people. I, I mean, I watch on television, I don't, so I don't be paying at the stadium, but I'm just saying. It, it's a weird dynamic. So, you know, now I, I could see a world, I could see if, if Mahomes is really hobbled and they're not able to, you know, to get the ball out the air anyway, I, I could see, I can see a world where the Bengals win. I just think, I, I don't know. I, I think my home, my home boy, as some people say is, uh, you know, you're probably tired of hearing people say, Oh, they, they've lost to the Bengals three times in a row. And, and maybe Joe Burrows, da, 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 da. you know, yeah, if any, yeah, if no, any no, of that no, psychological no. stuff matters, I feel like home, he's somewhere like, like I'll, let me show them what time it is. <laughs> was on what ti what a ti is as they as they were saying. But it should be fun. We'll see. Yeah. So we'll talk next time and see who the hell won. Yeah, we'll see yeah. who won. You know what I mean? <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> the Good Brother Super Bowl special. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I know y'all can't wait. The Good Brother Super Bowl special where we talk yeah. about all the other shit that the NFL does instead right. of the actual game. Right, like and Rihanna's performing. I mean, we can do. You know, I don't. What's Rihanna going to do at the halftime show? I don't know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying we can talk about that. <laughs> but man, appreciate you guys. Anything else for me? to part for the week. Nah, man, stop social media shaming people and yeah. realize that uh, the stuff is not okay. I don't. I'm not going to bring it down after we just were talking about. Yeah, we just had a little football, bit of levity, but, but yeah, let, let's. Everybody, not, stuff shit's not okay, man. Yeah, you know what I mean, absolutely. Shit's not shit's not okay. Indeed. Enjoy enjoy your Sunday. <laughs> and with that, we say peace, peace. Thank you for listening to Good Brothers. Thank you to my good brother, I'm Justin. Uh, good Brothers is part of the Ash Head podcast, and I try to record these regularly, weekly. Sometimes we make it, sometimes we don't. Um, you know, due to the nature and the seriousness of today's conversation, please, um, you know, do what you can do. Do something kind for someone. Uh, if there's any way to support the Nichols family, uh, you know, I think that would be the way to go. And let's just see if we can get to a better society. Um, you know, all the regular stuff about how to support the podcast. You know what to do. Listen to the podcast. Share the podcast. Rate, subscribe to the podcast. I'm not going to give all the rest of that today. So, um, just be positive. Find, try to find some peace. Stay sharp. Peace.